Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 352. As part of our Music Today series, our guest is singer-songwriter-poet Carrie Newcomer. This will be a very special show because our guest, Carrie Newcomer's music, is just wonderful. Carrie Newcomer has been called a prairie mystic. She's best known for her story songs like Betty's Diner, which we're listening to now. With Carrie Newcomer, you get at the raw and redemptive edges of human reality. Rolling Stone magazine says, Carrie Newcomer offers the bluesy warmth of her voice and the support of musicians who give these confessions an edgy propulsion. Rapturously tuneful, Newcomer's material asks all the right questions and refuses to settle for easy answers. That just says it all. The other part of Carrie Newcomer's world, also very interesting, is that she is a collaborator in writing and performance with author and educator Parker Palmer, novelist Barbara Kingslover, and neuroscientist Jill Bolte-Taylor. In the fall of 2009 and 2011, Carrie Newcomer was a cultural ambassador to India. She was invited there by the American Embassy in India, and that resulted in her interfaith collaborative benefit effort titled Everything is Everywhere with World Master of the Indian Sarad, Ajmad Ali Khan, and his sons, Ayan and Aman. In 2012 and 2013, Carrie Newcomer traveled to Kenya and the Middle East performing in schools, spiritual communities, and AIDS hospitals. Carrie Newcomer has 17 nationally released albums, and generously, Carrie Newcomer has given her permission to play a few of these songs like Betty's Diner. Again, we're listening now, but we'll also hear Before and After, Breathe In, Breathe Out, and from her latest album, the title track, The Point of Arrival. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show, Carrie Newcomer. Carrie Newcomer, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be on the show. It is so great to talk to you. I've had a chance to listen to much of your music. I love it. I have got several questions for you about about your music. And you have this just wonderful, deep music library. And I wonder where you are musically today with the Point of Arrival album coming out versus maybe take us back to an early album, say, for example, Vision and Dreams, and, and tell us a little bit about your your musical evolution. Well, gosh, you know, I have, I believe, like 17 yeah. albums, um, uh, studio mm-hmm. albums. Congratulations. Oh, Beautiful thank you. work. Thank you. And um, yeah, I mean, Visions and Dreams, that was my first solo album. I'd done a couple uh, with a, a trio before that, but my first studio album, Carrie Newcomer, was um, Visions and Dreams, and that came out in 1990. So, um, you know, it's been interesting. You know, as a songwriter, you know, you when you have a trail of 
of recordings kind of trailing behind you. You have to get kind of comfortable with your the idea of your growth being public. You know, <laughs> it's like ah, you know, because m- these these albums are you know kind of windows into what I was thinking about, what I was, uh, what my growing edge was at that point, and <laughs> and so it, it's interesting being able being able to trace that back. Um, I think uh, I think the things that I'm doing now, I mean, they're more mature, actually, you know, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's been several albums and many years later. Um, I think I think there were several discoveries along the way in terms of really finding and refining my true voice, my most authentic voice. Um, something really good happened to my writing when I gave myself permission to to really sound like a Hoosier, <laughs> to be, be a <laughs> Midwesterner, good. and yeah. um, to speak with my my authentic voice that I would never sound like someone, <clears throat> pardon me, I would never sound like someone from the island of Manhattan. <laughs> that was okay because there were a lot of people to cover that voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that will be covered just fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, my... My work was to be the most authentic, to be the truest Carrie Newcomer I could be. And something really good kind of shifted with that, that it's all right. It's really okay to to speak with my truest voice. I think also following that thread of I write songs, but I write songs about something. And the thread of following music, following the poetry, but also following what the songs were about and i think that's been a refinement process as well yes we'll leave the island of manhattan to be accounted for because i think you're right i think it is and um your work is is absolutely enough we're listening a little bit to uh some of your music now and thank you very much for permission to do so and i'm playing before and after which i just think is a beautiful song from then until now, by the mercies received. I, I love some of the lyrics, uh, too, uh, that, that uh, as a songwriter you're writing. And, and in that, uh, the, the lyrics from before and after, you, you, you say you've lived on fumes and religious cornflakes. And you're a religious person like me and, and uh, many in our audience are. So I have to ask you first, what, what are religious cornflakes? I just, I love that <laughs> image. <laughs> Yeah, it's from it's in the it's about halfway through this song before and after the the song itself is talking about those moments those experiences that we mark our lives by you know there was before and then there was after and sometimes those are moments of great insight and joy sometimes they are moments of, of tragedy but you know sometimes it's it's an experience or a date or I mean but there are there are things that happen to us that we we mark our lives uh, by and the song is really kind of exploring that idea um, living in the before and the after um, the the bridge says um, I've stretched my soul over fifty odd states. I've been living on pews and religious cornflakes. <laughs> and the and the idea behind that, I, I was talking about at the time I wrote the song, 
I've been doing a lot of touring. I've been out there on the road a lot um, and trying to stay grounded. I've stretched my soul over 50 states I have lived on fumes and religious cornflakes And once I dreamt my shoes had grown Thin and battered and forgave myself for one I, I love that I get to travel. I'm very grateful that I get to make my life in what I love the most. Um, but also staying, that idea of staying grounded to, you know, my, you know, the natural world here, the my my spiritual practice, um, my home, my friends, my family. So um, that sometimes when you're when you're living in a, a busy, um, a little headlong kind of life, um, my spiritual practice felt like. I was doing it on the fly, you know, just enough to get by because, you know, I was like, cornflakes, you, you can kind of live on cornflakes for a little while, but it's not <laughs> necessarily going to sustain you for forever, uh, you know? So it's like, hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling faster than my soul can keep up. Beautiful song. You tour a lot, and we'll put links up to where the audience can find your tour dates coming up. And from the website, you are on the road <laughs> considerably, yet your music sounds so strong and so hopeful and upbeat. You're not what I would call road weary. You don't have any, you know, kind of uh, bitterness in, in your voice or your, your lyrics or any, anything jaded about touring. So, what keeps you going? with the the drive, the fire to perform live and and how do you balance all of that the the life that you refer to with family and then kind of that life on the road? I think one of the things from the very beginning, um, when I first started traveling with this music, um I had a daughter at home, so um I made a decision that I wasn't going to be doing those long back of the t-shirt kind of pictures <laughs> that you see um, <laughs> that I would be going out and coming back and working locally, regionally, going out and coming back. My my tours didn't look like that long, logical back of the t-shirt. They have always looked like the spokes of a wheel. Um, and what I was doing is I was going home and I was being present as a parent and, and also just present for myself. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because I chose to do it that way. It, you know, that meant that some things didn't happen as fast, that I maybe didn't make as much money that maybe I didn't sleep as much, but I got to be uh, more grounded and present um, in my home life, as well as, you know, what I love in terms of being out there in the world, presenting music, meeting um, people. You know, I really, you know, I really do love people. I, I, I have to say that I, people are amazing. And that's one of the things that keeps me um, you know, energized in terms of going out into the world 
you know, it's presenting the music, but, you know, and, but it's, it's encountering new places and, uh, you know, interesting places and, and amazing people everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that keeps me pretty energized, but it, it is that balance of creating, uh, grounding and a spiritual home here, um, where I live in Southern Indiana, uh, out in the woods, and also finding grounding even when I'm traveling. What are the spiritual practices that I, I continue to do even when I'm when I'm on the road? We are with Carrie Newcomer. Carrie Newcomer is a songwriter, a singer known for her story songs and this very real uh, human reality element. Carrie Newcomer, I found a quote from Barbara Kingsolver uh, about you that I, I really love, and I, I just want to read it to you. To my mind. Uh, a writer's mind, Carrie Newcomer is much more than a musician. She's a poet, storyteller, snake charmer, good neighbor, friend, and lover, minister of the wide-eyed gospel of hope and grace. That's just a beautiful way of describing you, I think. And uh, we're listening to another one of your songs. I, I just love this Breathe In, Breathe Out. It is a favor of, of mine already. sitar it but it's very has a very indian influence it just sounds wonderful with your voice and it, it's almost uh and i know that you toured india so maybe tell us a little bit about that that song and what it means musically to you and maybe what some of the instruments are that are being played because it's just beautiful it's the uh an indian classical instrument called the sarod um uh playing on that particular song is amjad ali khan um amjad is uh, kind of like the yo-yo ma of, of India. And I met uh, Amjad and his two sons, Ayan and Aman, all of them um, uh, very accomplished Saro players um, when I was touring in India. And uh, we, we met and I, I, he invited me to his home and we, we actually went into his studio and we sang songs to one another and played and it was really just this amazing experience and decided to do a collaboration that um, explored the the spiritual thread that that kind of carried between our different music forms and our different spiritual traditions. Um, and uh, 
So I wrote the song Breathe In and Breathe Out for that collection. It's an album called Everything is Everywhere and it was a benefit project for an interfaith hunger organization. So um, yeah, it was really quite an honor. What an incredible honor to work with Amjad and Ayan and Aman. beautiful song. Let's talk about your latest, your most recent album, The Point of Arrival. I I appreciate you sharing that with me. It's beautiful. We'll play a little bit of that uh, later on. But grief is uh, a theme, perhaps, of the album. What what have you learned about the process of of grieving? Yeah, this The Point of Arrival. You know, The Point of Arrival is a very human album. It's it's very open. It's really human. Um, and after all these albums, I kind of feel it's the best thing I've ever done. I've ever put out there, which is a wonderful thing to feel at this point. Um, but the, there's a lot about being in process. Uh, there's uh, several songs about the process of grief, um, about um, where hope comes from, where where is hope in hard times, and uh the grief has its the grief has its own timetable and um being willing to 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 be with the process uh so yeah that's the the, the entire album is a, is a lot about being in process you know the song itself the the point of arrival the point of arrival is is about this idea that um sometimes it takes a while to get to the place where you can start, you know, when you have finally let go and then you can start again. Um, there's a song called, uh, It's Always Love, and it's about, yeah, love will give you the finest things that you'll encounter in your life. But also, if you really love deeply and truly, at some point, most likely, your heart will break. And then it either breaks apart into a million shards or breaks open and uh, you you move into the next part of your life with a deeper sense of empathy and compassion and understanding because your heart has been broken open the other album that I thought was wonderful and maybe you'd talk about this because it really shows an awful lot of depth on on your part and that's uh, Betty's Diner I think that's wonderful and of course we listened to some of Betty's Diner during the introduction I uh, went to your website and downloaded the 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 treatment that you've written I know you've uh, performed it I I believe uh, at uh, maybe one of the universities in in Indiana but tell us a little bit about Betty's Diner and and what that project has meant to you yeah, Betty Steiner was, um, you know, in terms of writing process, a lot of my songs will start with a poem or an essay or a short story, and then they become a song. And Betty's Diner was a, a, a poem and a short story about this little little diner and uh, a woman who is a waitress there, uh, Miranda, and the people she collects around her uh, in this little hometown diner. And 
it became an album of diner characters. You know, uh, Regulars and Refugees was an entire album of diner people. I guess the diner people just and their stories just would not let me go for a while. And then it became a play, uh, a musical called Betty's Diner, the musical, and uh, uh, co-written with uh, uh, Richard Thomas. And uh, it's it's about finding the sacred in something daily and ordinary. There's a line in Betty's Diner, um, you know, eggs and toast like bread and wine. You know, where do we find the spirit of goodness in the world? Where does that spirit move? And sometimes we'll find it in places we're expecting, but uh, so often we find it in those places we're not expecting, in the daily, in the ordinary. Um, in those moments, that's that's where the spirit moves. So, you know, so Betty's Diner. It was really fun uh, seeing the production, a full production at Purdue University, their main stage season, and it was just delightful to, to see the whole thing. Um, uh, produced and, and wonderful audiences, and we're now currently, um, you know, offering it to other um, other theaters and uh, church, uh, you know, communities that have theater programs and schools. So, um, yeah, it's it's now out there into the world. Yeah, congratulations on that. That uh, is a big accomplishment, certainly. Let me shift gears and 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 ask uh, kind of a final question of you, Carrie Newcomer. I, I have to tell you, I love that you give back, and and I, I'm very impressed. You mentioned the interfaith uh, hunger uh, work that you've done. Uh, I've found Second Harvest that you've been involved with various literacy organizations. You charitably give a portion of your record sales to to some organizations. Uh, very impressive, and and. Uh, uh, my hat's off to you. Congratulations for all of that hard work. It, do you, would you consider yourself an activist for these causes? Yeah, I would. I, I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think hope, I think hope is an action. And, you know, I don't, you know, I think a lot of times we think of hope as being a feeling. Um, but I don't think of hope as being candy coated or, a, a, you know, positive thinking or, you know, wishful thinking or feelings. I think hope is getting up every morning and trying in your own way to make the world just a little kinder place. And then the next day you get up and you do it again. And and then the next day you get up and you've been really disappointed and, and you do it again. Mm. And I, I think, you know, my friend Parker Palmer, uh, he says that um, hope is holding in creative tension. Everything that is, with everything that could and should be, and each day taking some action to narrow the distance between the two. Hmm. That, you know, hope comes from our daily actions. Um, that's that's where it happens. It's within us. It's between us. It, you know, I, I I think of it that way. And I, you know, we're living, you know, we're living in troubled times, and I think a lot of us are uh, are, are really concerned, and we're looking at the world in 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 you know, living in times that are asking us to be better people than we ever thought we would need to be. Um, and, you know, and I, I think that, you know, it's easy to feel overwhelmed with that. You know, we're getting a lot of information from every screen. And and unfortunately, because it's a commercial media, um, it you know, within 
this country that most of what we get, a lot of what we get is, you know, what's, you know, what's sensational, what's salacious, what's conflict, what's scary. Um, but, you know, that's only, you know, one part of the story. It's focusing on the worst of who we can be. But as a traveling musician and someone who sees communities close up and works with a lot of really amazing organizations, each one trying in their own way to make the world a little better, kinder place, um, you know, that's that's the real news, that it's out there and it's happening everywhere. Um, everywhere I go, not one community, not some, not most, every single community I go to, people are reaching across, you know, all kinds of dividing lines for for love, for family, for the food bank, for things that they hold close and dear. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I think of myself as an activist, but, you know, I I think I it's easier for me to, to say that and to continue to operate in that because I see it. I see the potential and the best of what we can be all the time, everywhere I go, you know, that's, that's the real news. That's, that's the news of the heart. And it doesn't always get the front page. But it sometimes it doesn't even get the back page. But it's there. And it's everywhere. And it's, you know, it, it keeps it keeps me hopeful. And sometimes I think part of what I do as a traveling folk singer is connect communities and say, you know, you're not alone in this, you know, that that in this wide world, you know, it's it's happening in every community. It's happening within us. It's happening between us. Uh, all is not lost. Mm -hmm. The finest people still populate the world. Very hopeful. You know, I said this was my last question, but you mentioned the name Parker Palmer, and I know you're, you're really doing some interesting work with Parker Palmer through the growing edge. And so uh, if you've got a couple more minutes, I know you're very busy, but maybe tell us a little bit about your, your current focus with the growing edge and what, what, that, what you're doing with that. Well, thanks. I, I, I have done several different collaborative projects with Parker. He's one of my favorite people on the planet on someone I consider a dear friend. Uh, but as a colleague, a creative colleague as well, The Growing Edge started as a um, co-authored piece for the On Being um, folks uh, mm. called mm -hmm. Look Well to the Growing Edge, based on the Howard Thurman, the theologian Howard Thurman's quote. Um, and, you know, we wanted to explore, um, you know, this idea that we're always on a growing edge, we're always moving toward and stepping through a growing edge, whether it's personally or vocationally in our work, or as a community politically. And, you know, what does it mean to be be willing to explore those growing edges and the different stages of that? So on the website, we have, you know, we, we wanted different ways that people can interact and encounter it. We have an online um, conversation page where we, we put up a question of the month every month and people can, can uh, chat about it and talk about it. We have a podcast now called the Growing Edge Podcast that also talks about that question of the month. We have a retreat that we do now that, that uh, Parker and I lead together as co-facilitators. And we also have a stage show uh, called What We Need Is Here, Hope, Hard Times, and Human Possibility. So there's a lot of different ways that we're interacting with people around this this 
topic and idea of the growing edge. So I hope folks, I hope folks will you know check out the check out the website. It's newcomerpalmer.com. The growing edge. We'll put links up to where audience can find um, information about Carrie Newcomer. We'll put it, links up for uh, the Growing Edge and your projects there. But I'd like to go out on the song from your uh, latest album. It was released uh, in March 2019, um, "The Point of Arrival," and uh, we're going to play a little bit of the title track from "The Point of Arrival." But Carrie Newcomer, what a pleasure it is to talk to you, hear about all the great stuff that you're doing. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. I, I'm hoping that you're going to come out kind of this way to Maryland and Virginia. And it looks like on your calendar, you've got you've got at least Maryland uh, uh-huh. pegged for us. So we'll look forward to seeing you soon. But Carrie Newcomer, thank you so much for all your time today. Well, thank you so much. And yes, I, I, I do come out to the Maryland area sometimes. And yeah, it's all on my tour page on my, my regular music site, KarenNewcomer.com. But thank you. It's been delightful to talk to you today and and, um, and celebrate the release of the new album. Yeah, we will celebrate it, absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you. My thanks to Carrie Newcomer, her beautiful music and generosity in allowing us permission to listen. My thanks as well to you, our lovely Not Old Better Show audience. Please keep your show ideas and suggestions coming to me directly at info at notold-better.com. Remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Looking down at my hands Finally I understand The empty space has changed somehow And it's filled with hallelujah now Hallelujah, hallelujah It's hard as stone, but yet it's true Acceptance is the closing of a cycle The end that marks the point of arrival If I let go, who's to blame? What can't be changed and will never be the same? Close the book with one last look Letting go of all the time it took Hallelujah, hallelujah